Welcome to the Giants Huddle, a New York Giants podcast. Welcome to the newest edition of the Giants Huddle podcast. John Schmoke with you. Today, we're going to hear from the Giants' first-round pick, Andrew Thomas, and then Joe Judge and Dave Gettleman heading into rounds two and three on Friday night. Before we get to our guest, I want to remind you that you can find the Giants Huddle podcast on Giants.com. You can find it on the Giants mobile app, or you can find it on all your favorite podcast platforms. Just search for Giants Huddle podcast. Bob Papa, Carl Banks, and Sean O'Hara had a chance to talk to all three of our guests on Thursday night for Andrew Thomas and then Friday morning for Dave Gettleman and Joe Judge. Let's start with the head coach of the Giants, Joe Judge, and he spoke about the Giants selecting Andrew Thomas. We're joined by the head coach of the New York football Giants, Joe Judge, as the Giants selected last night Andrew Thomas, the outstanding tackle out of the University of Georgia. Coach, congratulations on the pick. Uh, just talk about the process of studying him as well as the other offensive linemen and the other players and why he was the perfect fit for the Giants at four. Well, you know, I think the first thing we did when we got here as a staff is we started identifying the team needs and some of the places we thought we had to fill to increase you know, the strength of our team. The offensive line is definitely a focal point. To be a good team, you have to have a great offensive line. That's a fact. We want to make it as strong as can be. There was a lot of talent this year in the offensive line, especially with the tackles this year in the draft. Really, I started with that position out of the gate, and uh, Andrew was a guy who jumped out at me right away, uh, intrigued a lot of us in the building. We recognize the level of talent. He's got tremendous character, got tremendous upside. We did a lot of research on his background and coaches who coached and worked with him. And in this process, it was very important to rely on our context that we had because of the lack of pro days, lack of 30 visits in our facility. Luckily, we were exposed to him at the combine and got some face time there. And then the rest of it was a lot of this interaction through Zoom and, you know, virtual meeting. So we were able to bridge some of the gaps and feel very good about the pick. Coach, you often talk about having scheme versatility and having players that can compete at multiple, uh, in, in multiple areas of your football team. I happen to work for the same guy that you worked for, and he one of the bedrock principles was flexibility in players and players knowing how to do more than one thing, even if it's from left to right, right to left. And we know that uh, this tackle has played left and right. But for the fans, can you explain why that's important uh, in, in the course of a season or even in the course of a game? Well, first off, it's important in the course of a career to be able to start off where it fits the team best and be able to have a chance to compete and get in early in your career and play. It's important within the course of a season because you never know how the roster develops throughout the season and what the team needs are. You may have someone on your team who's stronger on the left, and you have to complement that with someone who's possibly a swing tackle to play on the right. You know, for us, the ability of Andrew to play on the right and the left that she demonstrated in college, that shows that right there he has versatility within the schemes. It'll help us within different game plans. Look, we don't know what the future holds. So at some point, he may be playing on the left and we move him to right for a specific game plan. Maybe that's a matchup a certain rusher we're to run a specific scheme that we want to go ahead and put in that week. So he's got versatility. You know, I've kind of already heard some, you know, he plays tackle, how much versatility. Well, there's a big difference right and left. So for him to be able to play both effectively, that's big for us. Coach, obviously the, the physical aspect of it and what you're talking about versatility to go from right to left and, and pretty much play any position. But I, people always say, what makes a great offensive lineman? Well, when it's tackle, it's footwork, it's hands, all that stuff physically, but mentally, Take us inside the mind of Andrew Thomas. Obviously, to go from one side to the other, mentally you've got to have it there. But what is he bringing to the New York Giants 
And what did you learn about him, obviously, with your relationships down in Georgia, about him inside the O-line room, his study habits, and his football intelligence? Well, from day one at Georgia, you know, Kirby told me he came in and was a true, you know, workhorse for them, went to work, put his head down, learned the offense. Whatever he was asked to do, he worked to master it. That's important to me right there. For an offensive lineman, the mental game is, is such a big part of it. You know, Sean, as you know, the games are truly won in situational football. When we say that, we mean third down, red area, two-minute. And this is when you get the greatest variety of looks and when defenses really start to spin the dial on you. You can spend all week practicing for base looks on first and second down. It's really third down when the unexpected's come up. To put someone on your edge as a tackle, you're really trusting to make the right decisions to secure the edge for the quarterback, you know, in the run game to really recognize differences and move forward. The tackle is so much further away from the center that a lot of the communication that works inside out, they may not always be able to hear that in a loud stadium. So they have to rely on their ability to diagnose and go ahead and react accordingly to what they know the center inside will be giving them to call for. How much of that were you able to talk to them about on Zoom applications? Were you able to kind of do some washboard segments with them and have them draw up some stuff? You know, we've had a tremendous uh, opportunity to really increase how we work within the Zoom. Our offensive line coach, Mark Colombo, has done a phenomenal job, him and Ben Wilkerson, of interviewing these guys through Zoom and really just take them through basically an install meeting for how we would install our offense to see how they learn, how they can go ahead and feed it back to you and teach you. And then also at the same time, watch his own college tape and get a feedback on why did this happen, why did you do that? And a lot of insight into how their game plan was working and decisions he made on the fly. So really, look, we've had to learn and adjust, and that's our job. And it's, it's helped us, you know, interview these guys and find out more about them. It's always better to be able to get your hands on the guy on their campus, to work with them one-on-one, to see them sweat, to feel them breathe, to put your hands on them, be in a classroom, look them in the eye. But this is what we have access to, and we're making the most of it right now. Coach, as you uh, go through this draft and in, in your evaluation process, do you factor in your division opponents and their personnel as you may match up with them or may find an answer to something that they have a strength at? To a degree, yes. To a degree, you have to account for that. You're going to play six games a year against your division opponents. You want to make sure that you go in equipped to match up with what they have. And that's going to be six games you have to account for. At the same time, there's 31 other teams in the league, and we have to account for all those teams no matter how we end up seeing them, whether it's early in the season, preseason so we can operate, you know, postseason at some point. So, you know, the answer is yes, we do account for our division. We don't draft solely on that, though, Carl. It's, it's a lot more of who's the best player available and how do they help our team improve immediately. Coach, obviously you've got uh, two picks heading into tonight's portion of the draft, the second and third round. Um, what's the process during the course of the day um, as far as you, Dave Gettleman, the entire staff, as far as you're looking at your board and sort of reassessing the situation? Do you, do you kind of get right back into big-time meetings and, and take a look at guys that are on the board that maybe you're surprised they're still there that you may have an opportunity to take with the pick in the second round? Yeah, absolutely. So we'll start small and then work big. And we'll talk this morning and uh, expand as we get later in the afternoon. But the first thing we're going to do is look at the board who's remaining, who the best available players are, and we'll start gauging the value on what they bring to our systems. So right now I'd say there's a lot of good players on the board. We're very encouraged by the guys out there. Uh, there's a lot of guys who fell that we didn't necessarily expect to. So it's very encouraging seeing right now where we're picking and who's available. Coach, I got to ask you, obviously, you know, your time with New England in the last few years, it seems like you have had a, a little bit of a pipeline to Georgia, right? Yeah, I drafted Isaiah Wynn a couple years ago, uh, left tackle uh, out of Georgia. Sony Michelle uh, a year year after that. Now, you know, with Andrew Thomas, 
Should we be looking at another dog coming in here in the second round? You know, I don't want to make any predictions on that. I would say this, though. You know, it's – I don't know if it's such a coincidence. They just have good football players down there, and we're looking for good players. And I'll tell you what, the state of Georgia produces a whole lot of good players. The University of Georgia has a whole lot of good players, and we have a lot of contacts down there that we trust. To me, it's important knowing where they come from and, and how they've been coached and the demands put on them. I know how Kirby runs his program, and I know they're going to come here and they're going to have a taste for that already because we're going to be very demanding to our players. Some great peaches. <laughs> <laughs> Coach, Absolutely. final question from me. Um, you know, concurrently with this run-up to the draft, you guys have started a virtual off-season program, at least on right. some level. How has that gone, and do you feel like you're getting done what you can get done based on the circumstances? You know, I'm really pleased at how our players have attacked this and worked. Uh, today will be our fourth day of meeting, and, you know, really starting Monday, Monday, Tuesday, we'll go Thursday, Friday. And I'll tell you what now, it's they've come in with – you know, great attention, you know, been very receptive. The communication of feedback has been great. We've had to break down these virtual barriers in the first couple of days and get everyone used to working together through the uh, computer apps. But I'll tell you what, their attention, uh, the way they come to work every day, that's been impressive. I'm very pleased with it so far. And really, to be honest with you, it's mostly through this medium right here, Bob, as we're talking right now. You know, it's they're looking at their camera. You know, it, it's funny. You kind of forget everyone's individual situation sometimes when you're in a building. And you're reminded of, you know, how everyone's away from it right now and they're with their family. We've got players that are in laundry rooms, you can see, with the washer and dryer behind them. You've got, you've got guys that are sitting in garages. You've got guys that are in cars because they have kids inside and they're just looking for a quiet place to sit there and work. And it's, you know, whatever you've got to do to make it happen, however you have to adjust, our guys have done a tremendous job at this point right there of making it happen. And I'm very pleased with how they've started out this offseason program. We appreciate a couple minutes. And Giants fans, as soon as the Giants make their pick in the second and third round, Come to Giants.com, the Giants YouTube channel, or the Giants app, and we will have instant analysis and a breakdown for you. Coach, we appreciate a couple minutes. Best of luck tonight with rounds two and three. Thanks, Coach. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Coach. Now let's go to the general manager of the New York football Giants, Dave Gettleman. We're here with the senior vice president and general manager of the New York football Giants, Dave Gettleman. And uh, Dave, first and foremost, congratulations on the pick of Andrew Thomas uh, last night in the first round with the fourth overall pick. What jumped out about you uh, as far as this player, and why was he the apple of the Giants' eye? You had an opportunity to draft any of the tackles or offensive linemen that you wanted. Thomas was your pick. What went into that process? There's a couple things. Number one, you know, obviously, number one, he's got all the tools to play. He's athletic. He's long. He's smart. He's tough. You know, and he's got power. He plays with power, so he's got all that stuff. <clears throat> the other, the other thing we, you know, you have to take into account in this day and age is we're drafting twenty-one-year-old kids. So who is best suited to make this trip, to make the jump? Um, and you know, you're talking about a three-year starter in the Southeast Conference who played a myriad of pass rushers, and. Uh, one of the things that kind of clinched it for me was uh, I went back and looked at 2018 film of him playing Kentucky. And uh, so he got a chance to have his uh, reps against Josh Allen, who, you know, I think very highly of as a player, as, as a potential young talent. So he's got all the stuff. He's played right and left. Even though you couldn't physically touch these guys, we did interview him at Indianapolis. Uh, so we did have a physical touch point there. We could look him in the eye. We had numerous had you know had numerous uh, conversations with 
people at Judge or people that knew him. And so it, it, we feel really good about it, you know, about who he is, obviously, not only as a player, but as a person. He'll fit the culture, and he'll, he'll come in here and he'll compete. Really and truly, it's about earning the right. Nobody's anointed. You know, he's, he's, he, he will have to come in and compete with, all the other, with the other tackles. That point's been made to him already. Just all those tools, the length, the athletic ability, the, you know, the, the, the power, the, the football instinct that he displays when he sees weird blitz and, and trick looks. I mean, he's just, he's just got a lot of really, really good tools. Dave, there were four top linemen in this draft, and I know you guys looked at all of them. Is the fact that he was kind of a natural left tackle which, you know, obviously those guys can move from right to left, but a guy who knows the left side, did that sway you in, in any way? Well, you know, you're talking – the shot answer is yes. You know, I mean, you know, the, the Iowa kids certainly had, had played uh, had played enough snaps of left tackle for us to evaluate and and believe that he, that he, he would be fine there. It was natural and easy for, for him, as it was for the Iowa kid. But, that, you know, you're talking about a two-year left tackle starter in the SEC. Congratulations. The, the hog father strikes again. And, look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to echo that coffee mug you just held up. What a wicked awesome pick right now, both for the Giants, for Daniel Jones, for Saquon Barkley. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cheers to you uh, with that. I don't know if you can see that there. I'm, I'm going wicked awesome for you up in, uh, up in Massachusetts there. A little, little black dog shout-out for you. So, listen. Uh, we go. When when you look at tackles, and, and John, let me go ahead. Sean. When you look at, at tackles and specifically left tackles, everybody talks about third down. All right, hey, pass pro. You know how is his feet? How are his hands? How are his hands? Something that really jumped out at me with Andrew Thomas was first and second down. His run blocking ability. What did you see on film that you liked and that you got excited about first and second down? Well, it. it, it, it was, you know, a lot of offensive linemen, Sean, as you know, the difference between a line of scrimmage changer and, and a guy who just fights his fanny off is the ability to move your feet on contact. Okay, that that you know, great group of the, you know that you were a part of. All you guys could could move your feet on contact. This is what <clears throat> excuse me. This is what um, Andrew is able to do. That that's what helps him be that line of scrimmage changer. You know, again, everybody thinks that we got. Andrew, I'm glad you, you raised this point. Everything thinks we got. Andrew, we, we wanted Andrew to protect Daniel. Well, hell, we wanted Andrew to pull for Saquon. You know, last time I checked, it, the runner's got to have space, and the, and, and the quarterback's got to have space. So he does that on on on, on first and second run on on rundowns, whatever whatever they are, and that, that was a big part of it. That was a big part of it. We you know we're trying to once and for all, we want to build a, an offensive line that that can take people off the ball that's firm inside and that has tackles with length. So we're just, we're, we're, we're getting there. We're really happy with the guys, you know, we're, we're you know, we've got, you know, hopefully PO is going to be able to come back. Um, we'll know in June how he, how he recovers from his, uh, from the, from the Achilles. And uh, you know, this a big, Sean, that was a big part of it. You know, the fact that he was such a, you know, you know, you know, he had those run block skills and abilities to, 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 you know, last time I checked, it stresses the defense when it's second and two. 
<laughs> Makes things a lot a lot easier. Let's go back to last night real quick. We're raving about Andrew Thomas, and you know I loved him. I thought he was the best left tackle in this draft. But let's go back to last night. What took you so long? <laughs> Sean, the league won't let you put on a pick any earlier than five minutes. You have to hold it. <laughs> That's what took me so long. <laughs> they were you sorry, and you're sticking with it. Uh, Dave, were you surprised um, at the lack of activity that happened in the top part of the draft? Obviously, um, as you mentioned in your conference call with the media last night, there were inquiries, but there was touchy-feely stuff. There was no real firm offers. Did that surprise you at the top part of the draft that there wasn't more activity and things kind of went according to form, so to speak? Yeah, I think that, you know, it was um, maybe maybe – Maybe the, the the people looking to move up didn't feel there was enough meat on the bone, you know. I just, uh, you know, we, 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 we waited a little bit. That was part of the wait was, you know, we had a couple teams give us a call. But, you know, it wasn't anything. So now you get into the conversation. You know, if you if you move too far back and, and the kid is gone, are you, you going to shoot yourself in the head? You know, sometimes you can outsmart yourself. So, it, it, you know, the, the, what we're – the interest and the opportunity was lukewarm, so we just said, listen, let's not fool around. Let's get this kid. So I was shocked. That I, I, not a hundred, not a completely shocked, Bob, because, you know, this this whole thing is different, and, it, and it's it's there were very few trades. You know, you saw towards the end of the first round, as people were getting comfortable with the technology, you know, stuff was getting done, and the league is – you know, told us that, you know, if, if, if we're working towards a resolution of a deal, if they have to extend, you know, the time a little bit, they will. But, um, you know, um, I was really surprised that it took as – however, I was surprised it took as long as it did to, to, make, a, to make a trade. So, Dave, you get into the, the, the next few rounds of the draft, and, you know, by your own uh, – thought process these are starters that will be drafted to the second and third rounders are expected to contribute what is the philosophy you know once you get past the first round is it okay we're still building for our future but these are guys that have got to come in and compete for jobs now and are you filling needs now or are you still just creating roster competition i i think you know again the i you know kyle the ideal world is when, you know, value meets position need. You know, you, you, you're not going to, you can't reach. I mean, you just can't do it. You're going to create an issue. You're going to make a mistake. So we'll, you know, we like the way the board looks right now for us for this, you know, as, as we move forward. And, uh, you know, obviously I've said it a number of times, a second round player, you're looking for a, certainly a, a kid, a guy that, you know, will compete to start and, and should. And, um, you know, in the third round where we are way at the back end, uh, you're looking for a legitimate rotational player, a guy that's going to come in and give you snaps and, and help you win right now. So, you know, that's the focus on these, you know, on, on today's action to, to do that, you know, because, you you know, as you move down the board, you've got to be realistic with your, you know, with your expectations. We didn't know that last year that, you know, in the fifth round we were going to get Ryan Connolly, who, was doing some nice things before he blew his ACL, and then Darius Slayton. I mean, really, uh -huh. you know, he had, you know, had eight touchdowns. Had really, you know, 
know, a wonderful rookie season. And, you know, obviously we're looking forward to him building on that. And, and we're looking forward to getting Ryan back in the mix. So, um, you know, you, you have expectations for, for, for what that, you know, when, you, when you're in the round, you have expectations for what that pick's going do to do for you and uh, how he's going to fit in. And Kyle's second round, we're looking for we're looking for a guy to commit and challenge immediately first out of and you, you mentioned yeah. you mentioned two guys from last uh, from last year, but also you have a guy like O'Shane Zimenez who should take the next step. He was kind of growing into what this league is all about. Is that another guy that you say, okay, we're looking right. for him to be more of a contributor? Well, exactly. You know, the the, the one thing that, that um, you know we've done over the last couple of years is, and and uh, you know. Joe and the staff are enthusiastic about these young about this young talent we you know we, that we've amassed, and O'Shane is certainly part of it. You know, it's it's um, you know it's a it, it, it's a jump for any kid to go from the, from college to the NFL. I don't care where he played. You know, for some it's more of a jump than others. So it's it's you know you look at you look at you know progress and and these all these young kids made progress. They're better. You know, they were better at the end of the season than they were at the beginning of the season. And, you know, you, you love having, you know, this much youth and and talented youth. So, um, yes, to answer your question, we're looking for, for O'Shane to make a step. We're looking for all of them to make a step, every single one of them. The whole, all those young puppies in the back end, you know, the, the killer bees, I call them, Ballantyne, Beal, and Baker, you know, and, and Julian Love. And, and obviously we're looking for – you know, Will Hernandez to continue to climb and Saquon and Daniel. You're looking for them all to keep keep moving. Dave, we appreciate a couple of minutes. Obviously, there's a lot of work to be done with uh, the second and third round taking place tonight. And uh, just to keep in the coffee mug theme, since you sported yours and Sean sported his, I guess with the drafting of Andrew Thomas, you talked about protecting Daniel Jones, but also helping the run game. I guess my coffee mug then would kind of sum up what Andrew Thomas is going to help bring to this Giants team. Balance. Nice. Balance. Nice. Like that? I like it. Cheers. Dave, thanks for impressive. a couple of minutes. Very impressive. <laughs> Thank you so much. For All joining. right. Take care, guys. God thanks, bless. Dave. Dave Gettleman joining us as the Giants get ready You're for welcome. the second and third round. And remember, fans, you tune into the Giants YouTube channel, Giants.com, the Giants app. As soon as the Giants make their pick, we will have instant analysis. And finally, shortly after he was selected, the guys had a chance to talk to new Giants offensive tackle Andrew Thomas out of Georgia. We welcome Andrew Thomas to Giants Draft Night Live, presented by Van Heusen. And uh, Andrew, Bob Papa, two-time Super Bowl champion Carl Banks, and Super Bowl champion Sean O'Hara, welcome to the New York Giants. Uh, were you surprised when the Giants selected you fourth overall? No, I wasn't surprised. Um, I knew God was going to put me in the place, you know, where he, he felt I would be best at. I'm excited for it. I'm ready to get to work. Andrew, welcome to the New York Giants. Can you share with the uh, Giants fans what they can expect in terms of your athleticism and, and your passion for the game? Uh, just someone who's going to give it their all. Um, I love the game of football. It's something I've been doing for a long time. I'm excited to you know better my craft and do what I can to make the team better. Andrew, congratulations. Uh, fourth overall pick. That, that's awesome. I know that O-line room is going to be eating really good breakfast sandwiches all season long. So uh, thank you in advance for, for all those big fellas. 
you played both left tackle and right tackle. And Bob and Carl and I have been talking about how Joe Judge talks about versatility. Dave Gettleman has talked about that as well. Any inclination yet? And do you have a preference as to which side you would possibly play? No, sir. I, I'm not sure yet, um, but I'm just ready to get to work. Uh, wherever they put me, um, that's where I'm going to play. Um, I really don't have a preference. Just trying to do my best to get on the field. Andrew, you've played against some pretty good competition, to say the least. And uh, Dave Gettleman talked about uh, you hitting his radar when you were blocking Josh Allen. The level of competition at the left tackle in the SEC, is that something that really helped you prepare to have this moment? Definitely. I think the SEC is the um, best uh, conference in college football. Uh, week in and week out, you're going against each team's best rusher. They're very talented, and you have to be on your game. Um, obviously, it's not the NFL, but I think it's a good stepping stone uh, moving up to the next level. Andrew, I'm, I'm curious, obviously, you know, in this, uh, at this time right now, different. Um, where have you been training? Where have you been working out? What have you been able to do? And what have you not been able to do? At Dash Performance, um, it's a small gym in Gwinnett County. I have a relationship with the owner. It's shut down to the public, but he lets me and my personal trainer uh, come in. We, you know, make sure we're wiping down the weights, uh, trying to practice social distancing, but still, you know, trying to stay in shape. Can, can I ask you, what, 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 what are you thinking of when I say the words, you're going to be blocking for State Blonde Barkley? Also back, I'm all around good player. Um, I'm excited to get to work with him. Uh, Andrew, uh, let, let me ask you uh, another question here about – Obviously, you know, the New York Giants, um, you know, Nate Solder has been the left tackle. Um, you know, there, there's there been a lot of talk about, you know, look, we're, we're going to go and, and draft a tackle and, and maybe start him at right tackle and then maybe move him over to left. What was that transition like for you, obviously, as a true freshman coming into Georgia, starting at right tackle and then transitioning over to left tackle? Was that tough for you? Did you find that it came naturally to you? Or did you have to work at it? Uh, I think it was a mix of both. Um, once I understood the scheme, the playbook all the way, um, making the transition, you know, wasn't too hard for me. It's just understanding your technique on both sides. But I feel like the transition isn't too hard. You Andrew, a, you were a, a multiple-sport right player. In the NFL that sorry, you love to watch. You, do you yeah. have a tackle that you love to watch film on in the NFL or somebody that you kind of you emulate your game after or, or maybe, maybe a favorite tackle that maybe you have a jersey of? Um, when I was younger, I used to watch uh, Tyron Smith um, growing up, and um, I was a fan of Orlando, Orlando Pace, even though, you know, he played before, and I was real young. Well, you got Tyron's coach coaching you now. Uh, <laughs> can you talk a little bit about that, uh, the fact that you were a basketball player uh, in high school, and, mm -hmm. and did that help you ter in terms of your athleticism at the tackle position? Uh, definitely. Um, on the basketball court, being a big man, you have to have great feet, um, great lateral quickness, uh, and that definitely translates, you know, to pass rushing. I mean, to pass just having, you know, that lateral quickness and being able to move your feet um, at will. Well, Andrew, we want to uh, congratulate you on being a new member of the New York Giants. Uh, welcome to New Jersey. Hopefully you could get here sooner rather than later. Uh, stay safe to you and your family. Great talking with you, and uh, congratulations on uh, what an exciting night for you and your family. Congrats, big man. Appreciate you. Congrats. Thank you. That's Andrew Thomas, the fourth overall pick in the 2020 draft selected by the New York football giants. 
a great Giants Huddle podcast for you. We thank all our guests for being with us, along with Bob, Carl, and Sean. As a reminder, before we say goodbye, you can find the Giants Huddle podcast on all your favorite podcast platforms. If you're on Apple Podcasts, please leave a positive review. It's also on the Giants mobile app, and you can find the Giants Huddle along with all the Giants podcast offerings, including Big Blue Kickoff Live, which gives us our really best draft analysis out there at Giants.com slash podcasts. We'll see you next time, everybody. Enjoy the draft.